Smoking and Drinking in Space is a proud member of the Earglue Media Network. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No. I thought not. It's not a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. And welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space. This is a sci-fi podcast from a couple guys who think they know sci-fi. And this week, we finish the Star Wars prequels as we run up to the Rise of Skywalker. It's episode three, Revenge of the Sith. But first, he's the giant metal donut of doom to my loudmouthed iguana ride. It's Crowley. How are you doing, Crowley? Uh, I'm 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 doing great. I was going to say something clever, but we've got 87 of these to record today, so I'm, I'm trying to save my best for later. <laughs> Do you have a best? I mean, fuck no. Have you not listened to this? Fucking, this is why I retired from podcasting and let James take over. Fuck. And he's the one who always has the high ground. It's Rob. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty well. At least this time I'm, I've got kind of a cool intro. <laughs> what are you talking about? I always give you a cool intro. No, you don't. You, you called me. No. I don't know. You called me something stupid the other day. Well, that's accurate, though. Yeah, right. shut up, Crowley. <laughs> God, you're such a doorknob. When's when's James coming back? You know what? Not soon enough. I'm already tired of podcasting with you. I don't need a, a fucking... So we're supposed to record at 1 o'clock today. Uh, today's the day that the, the, the clocks go back. At noon, fucking Rob shows up on Discord. <laughs> hey, where is everybody? I'm like, you fucking doorknob. Hey, it got my kid. Well, that's okay. He thought, he thought we were thought supposed to late record on the 23rd, too, so... That's true, he did. No, not the 23rd. No, Thursday. Like, three days from now. Yeah, we're Thursday. Whatever. Again. Yeah. Fuck, I don't know. It's You're, all We are recording on the 23rd, okay? It's our special Thanksgiving holiday special. <laughs> yeah, one of them, anyways. <laughs> Wait, aren't can, we we gonna, do the hol- can we do the Star Wars holiday special? Oh, please Fuck don't. No. Uh, it's so much better than the fucking prequels or eight. Uh, is it is it more sci-fi than eleven twenty two sixty three? It is more sci-fi no, than eleven twenty two sixty three. No, gonna have to say no on better than the prequels and more sci-fi than eleven twenty two sixty three. You know, I was thinking when I while I was watching uh, Re- Revenge of the Fucking Sith, I, I thought to myself, eleven twenty two sixty three is better than the prequels. It's not more sci-fi than the prequels, but my God, is it better? Wow. Just hands down, 100%. I would rather watch that every day in perpetuity than watch any of the fucking prequels. Is that just because it has What's-Her-Face in it? Yes. Also, the prequels are terrible. 
they they Terrible. aren't good. But fortunately, this one is probably the best of the three. That's like saying this shit sandwich has less corn than the other two <laughs> shit sandwiches that came before it. What does corn have to do with it? He lives in Iowa. Uh, you live in Iowa. You eat a lot of corn. Like, in, that's just what you, you do. You live in Iowa with James? I, I do, actually. You didn't do. realize that? Uh, no, I didn't. That's kind of cool. Yeah. You get you do you two get together and uh pick corn tortillas off straight off the vine? <laughs> they, they come it's like garlic. We I think James explained this to you. It's underground. They come in usually when you pull them up, they're just in cases of like 12, but every once in a while you can get a big ass case like 48. Well, that's, that's right. There's some I, fucking I, miracle grow on that bullshit. I remember that now. Yeah. Oh, well. God. My bad. <laughs> Who's ready for a pod crawl? Let's do it. Yes, please. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. The opening wall of text tells us there is war and that it's hell. It appears the Galactic Republic capital of Coruscant is as well protected as Amidala was in the last movie, which is to say not at all. The Separatist forces have rammed their way into the core of the Republic and captured Chancellor Palpatine and are trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. However, the Republic and the Jedi Council send Zig and Yuke out on a rescue mission that involves blowing up their ships, many clone trooper ships that escort them through the shipfuffle, and the ship that is holding the Chancellor hostage. While rescuing the Chancellor and before bisecting the capital ship and somehow taking it down in a controlled crash landing, they meet up with Lord Dookie, who takes out Obi-Wan pretty quick but loses his head when he goes solo with Anakin. Then we get some stupid gravity shit happening and are introduced to General Grievous who nopes out of a Jedi confrontation and hits the escape pods. With Palpatine saved, all is right in the Republic again. Just kidding. Palpatine has an opening to fill and is eyeing Anakin for the gerb. He starts filling his head with tales of old guys cheating death, how the Jedi Council is conspiring to keep him down because they are afraid of his power, how there is buried treasure on Oak Island and how aliens are playing Top Gun with patrol flights. Anakin jumps all in and gets fitted for his tin foil hat and starts to act as Palpatine's spy in the Council after the Chancellor makes the demand to have him added to the Council in the first place. But in a, we don't trust you as far as we can force throw you, move that further fuels Anakin's paranoia, they refuse to make him a master. They assign Obi-Wan the gerb of acting on some intel and confronting Grievous on the planet where he's hiding out. Obi-Wan arrives and talks with the chairman who immediately sells out Grievous and his troops and begs Obi-Wan to take him the fuck out. Obi-Wan <laughs> rents an iguana to ride and heads up to confront Grievous, taking out the droids he's using as bodyguards. Grievous comes out all lightsaber helicopter arms as they have at each other. The two fight, Grievous nopes out on a giant metal donut as the clone army arrives, Obi-Wan chases after on his iguana, loses his lightsaber, has his ass handed to him, falls off a platform, this seems to be a pattern for him, and then shoots Grievous <laughs> in his shriveled heart with a blaster. Like Jedi do. Meanwhile, on Coruscant, Anakin is giving Palpatine an update when Palpatine starts to woo Anakin, revealing that he knows about Annie's worry about Padme and that he can help because he's a Sith Lord. Anakin is freaked the fuck out, because he's pretty dumb and missed all the signs that Palpatine was a giant bad guy, and goes to strike Palpatine <laughs> down. However, still having a shred of decency left, decides to turn him into the council. He runs off to tell Windu, who then gathers three day laborers from the parking lot of Home Depot, dresses them up like Jedi, and heads off to arrest Palpatine. Oh, Once there, Palpatine quickly dispatches the three stooges and gives Mace a run for his money, but has his finger lightning turned against him, which gives him a horrible makeover. Anakin arrives at this time, just as Windu is about to cut Palps down, but protests that he should stand trial because somewhere in the past five minutes he developed a sense of justice and fair play. Windu says, fuck that, and takes a killing blow, which Anakin blocks by chopping off Mace's hand. Palps takes the opportunity to reintroduce Windu to his shocker, which hurls Mace out the window. Anakin, realizing he fucked up, decides to lean in and devote himself to Emperor Butterface, who tells him to go wipe out the Jedi Temple. Palps then sends out a mass email to the clone army to take out the Jedi off-planet. Jedi are cut down by trooper fire, except for Obi-Wan, who gets lucky, and Yoda, who senses it coming. Unlike all the other Jedi, Yoda gets a piggyback ride to his ship and Obi-Wan pieces out to rendezvous with him and Bail Organa. Palps sends Anakin, who has just finished killing Jedi, Padawans and younglings, to a big, hot planet to take out the Separatists who are no longer needed. 
Obi-Wan and Yoda investigate the fallen Jedi temple and send a warning to any surviving Jedi to fuck off and not come back. Then Yoda tells Obi-Wan to go kill Anakin because Yoda is a dick. A reluctant Obi-Wan agrees and heads off to find out where Anakin is while Yoda confronts Palpatine, has his ass handed to him, loses his lightsaber and falls off a platform. Wait, I thought Qui-Gon trained Obi-Wan. Yoda runs off with Bail Organa to lick his wounds as Obi-Wan hitches a ride with Padme to where Anakin is slaughtering the Separatists. A few minutes later, Padme arrives and Anakin greets her with a force choke when he gets jealous after seeing Obi-Wan coming out of her ship. Obi-Wan, feeling betrayed, lectures Anakin. But Anakin has a new master and doesn't need to listen to Obi-Wan's bullshit any longer and so the battle begins. They fight all throughout the complex that exists just to scoop lava out of a flow as they literally destroy the place. The final face-off ends with Obi-Wan having the high ground and Anakin making a bet that cost him an arm and two legs. Obi-Wan <laughs> runs off to a secret base with Padme, Palps saves Anakin and gives him a new look, Padme gives birth to twins who will become really, really close, and roll the continuation of questionable decisions by Yoda and Obi-Wan credits. <laughs> <laughs> you missed, the, you missed the, the, the best part of this whole fucking story is that Padme dies of a broken heart. Not of anything else. Just, you know, she yeah. was really sad. Perfectly healthy. Very, very sad, yes. But dies. Yeah. yeah. Died, dies of sadness. Like the first case in all of history that you died of sadness. Shut Anakin, the fuck up, George you're Lucas, you douche. My heart. <laughs> you and fucking Freddie Prince Jr. can go fucking a cave in Dagobah for all I fucking care. Fucking Whoa. shitty story writing. This is a terrible movie. Like, I was excited for this movie because I was like, oh, man, it's going to be the best one of the prequels. And then I saw it again for the first time in, I don't know, years because I've tried to block the prequels out of my fucking memory. And this is just terrible. It is bad. It is legit bad. It is terrible acting. It is terrible dialogue. There are some bright spots, but it is fucking awful. And George Lucas should feel bad about all three of these prequels. Like, legit bad. Like, so bad, he should probably just give back all the money Disney gave to him. That's how bad he should feel. It's fucking terrible. So, what you're saying is you enjoyed the prequels. No, I did not. Not at all. <laughs> not in the fucking slightest. Holy you shit. know what? I'll never watch them again. Never. Not one of them. Ever. In the history of my life. What not, if your kid I, wants I'll, to watch them? I'll be like, nah. Fuck it. They're terrible. Don't you don't would, do it. I will advise her against kid it. The joy yes. of Jar Jar. Of Jar Jar, of fucking stoic acting, of shitty dialogue, of terrible CGI that doesn't fucking hold up. I mean, not to spoil anything, but claymation greater than whatever bullshit CGI George Lucas was using in the early 2000s. Well, the CGI in this movie holds up better than it does in Attack of the Clones. I, I, okay, great. Again, do, do I need to do the shit sandwich fucking analogy again? <laughs> no, but okay. it, it was better. And I, I they did tone it back. They didn't use just CGI in this one like they did Attack of the Clones 2. And it, no, it, it you're right. But, I, but when you start, and here's the problem, and I'm going to be honest, here's the problem, because it's been a very, very long time since not only have I watched the prequels, but I watched them you know, right before I watched the original trilogy. And the problem is, is the practical effects in the original trilogy look better than the CGI bullshit in the prequels. Yeah. And there's just, I you, look, there are things we can complain about, about that don't hold up in the original trilogy as far as like Luke falling in, in Cloud City on Bespin. Like, we can say that that just doesn't hold up. It does. It looks terrible. Guess I, what? <laughs> For the time, it was amazing. The CGI at the time, it was such a new technology, and it was so overused in these prequels. And you're right. He scaled it back for this one because I think that was a big complaint that some people had. Uh, like... <laughs> George Lucas, the ultimate fucking politicians, put, fucking puts his fucking, you know, finger in his mouth and, and tests the wind. Oh, you guys don't like Jar Jar? Okay, I'll scale Jar Jar back in fucking episode two. Oh, you guys don't like the CGI? All right, I'll scale it back in episode three. What else can I fucking do? Oh, you guys like Disney? Cool. I'll just give it all to them. <laughs> well, to be honest, he, he had, Disney had approached him before he sold it several years before. 
um, to buy out Star Wars and, and, and Lucasfilm. No. And he said, no, I'm not ready to sell out just yet. But when I do, it's to you guys that I'm thinking of doing it. So, yeah. And he should have done it sooner. I just watching these movies, the, the prequels, and then um, like immediately watching the original trilogy. Oh, it's night angry. and day. Like it made me angry, Jason. You don't understand. I had an emotional reaction because the logic in my brain was going, these three movies should objectively be better than movies that were filmed 20 years previous. Like objectively, yeah. it should be you have this rich lore that you can dip into. You have this great story that you have set up for what could arguably be an epic space opera, a science fiction opera. And it falls so flat that even at its crescendo, which is, you know, Revenge of the Sith, it fucking is, uh, uh, you're, you're screaming in the wind in a fucking hurricane. Well, I mean, why do you it think is that is, terrible. though? Because George Lucas wrote, for the most part, he did have some people help him with some revisions on A New Hope, and he directed A New Hope as well. So, I mean, that's that's like his magnum opus. That was what really, you know, started, ignited the the whole Star Wars fandom, and everybody loved it. What what happened in the 20 years since A New Hope and The Phantom Menace that just made him an awful writer and director? I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it to you. Uh, the best way that I can. Got lazy. He thought, and, and and this is the fault of the fans. This is the fault of, of marketing. This is the fault of merchandising. He thought, I'm George motherfucking Lucas, and I can do whatever the fuck I want. That's what he says in the mirror each morning when he wakes up. <laughs> His daily affirmation. I am George motherfucking Lucas. And, and he was wrong. He got in his own head. He tried to make it something more than what it should have been instead of having fun with it and looking at it. Look, we've everybody says this from Freddie Prince Jr., who's an absolute asshole, to, to everybody else. They all say these things are they're supposed to be geared towards kids, and we have to look at it through the lens of a child. George Lucas didn't do that. He looked at it through the lens of being a pretentious asshat and – that's why we got the prequels. I'm glad you like brought that up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, we can talk about seven and eight and what that is and why those are the way they are. And that has more to do with a reflection on society uh, right now than it does, I think, the, the filmmakers themselves and the overall vision of, of Star Wars. And we'll get to that. But these prequels are they are squarely on the shoulders of Lucas and he got in his own head and he's a pretentious asshole. He, 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 he got too big for his britches, what we say around here. And because of that, we got this bullshit. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up the made for kids argument that Freddie Prince Jr. Made. And I've, I've heard others make as well because I'm looking at, and, and we're kind of foreshadowing here. I'm looking at a new hope. Um, and I'm not seeing that as made for kids. Uh, a New Hope has a, a very, you know, adult feel. I mean, it's not adult oriented. It's 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 definitely kid friendly, but it's not. It doesn't delve into themes that kids would really relate to. I mean, it's it's it seems like it's made for adults. It's an adult story, and even more so with empire strikes back the empire strikes back is a is a much darker movie and has darker themes and doesn't i mean i'm not seeing a whole lot of kid elements in empire strikes back you could say that uh uh return of the jedi comes back on that a little bit especially with the ewoks and it's it's a little more lighthearted but i'm curious as to why people think these were made for kids now, that's not that's not to say that kids didn't love these movies. And that's what, you know, has spurred the fandom on for the last 40 years, 30 years. But I don't think these were originally made for kids. I think kids just kind of latched onto them because 
it was such a unique concept. Kids hadn't seen something like this before. The the special effects were groundbreaking. It was a it was an action adventure movie. It was fun to watch, and you could kids as well as adults could relate with the characters. The the, the characters were personable. I I reject the argument that these movies are made for kids. Now the prequels maybe. I, mm, I can certainly if see if that's her. the case. If that's the case, and I'm not saying it's not, you may be 100% on the money because I, there are some things that you say that I absolutely agree with. But if that's the case, that the original trilogy was made for adults with kids in mind, like maybe that's the way we should put it. And the prequels were made with kids in mind or, or made for kids with adults in mind. No, no. They were made for kids with toys and merchandising. That's in mind. probably yeah, more accurate. I can see the prequels doing that. Yeah. And, Lucas and so found out he it, could sell lunch boxes and went that direction. <laughs> right. I mean, just look at the marketing campaign around around the the new shit. I mean, you have you you've got the toys, which are absolute bullshit, by the way. Like, if you want to compare the toys that that you and I grew up with, Jason, to the toys that our kids are going to grow up with around Star Wars, they're just they're, they're shit. I don't know. Right? The I, I remember I had quite a few of the the Star Wars toys. Now they were hand me downs, but. Because the Star Wars toys back in the day were still pretty expensive. But I remember Lando Calrissian in particular. His points of articulation were so pathetic compared to the G.I. Joes and other toys that I had. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I just remember. So uh, there was a kid in school. He was in high school uh, when I was in junior high. And he had every Star Wars toy that had ever come out. And he Holy had a shit. diorama in his fucking basement of like all these epic battles and bullshit. Like, I'm not even joking. Like the kid was a total douchebag. He sucker punched me one day um, because I was better at him in basketball. <laughs> uh, so he sucker punched me one day. He was getting ready to graduate high school. Uh, uh, I could have absolutely destroyed his life because, you know, he was 18 and I was like I, at the time, I think I was 15. So that's, you know, you can't assault a, a, assault a minor. But you held back. Uh, you you showed restraint. That seems unlike I, you. At the, right. At 15, Crowley had restraint. At 43, fuck everything. The world sucks. I see the world for what it is. I should have taken that motherfucker down. Fuck him. <laughs> There's fuck the Crowley movies. we all know and love. <laughs> right. Love yeah, man. strong I, word. I just don't. <laughs> I just. I. I just don't know why. Why they did this? Why he did this? And people always say. I mean, you take Freddie Prince Jr. Like he's an asshole. But there's part of the fandom that says the same thing. They defend it with their fucking last breath that these are not as bad as as we all think they are. They are as bad. They're worse than we think they are. Like I just watched them, and when you watch them objectively, and you watch them. Uh, in in concert with the original trilogy, goddamn if it that doesn't just absolutely sh just shine a spotlight on the fucking travesty that is these fucking prequels. Yeah, I mean they're they're probably the worst Star Wars out of all of them. Yes, and yes, without a doubt, uh, except maybe eight. I really have a hard on for for my my hatred of that fucking movie. So he has a hard on. I can't wait eight. to. I, that's what I heard. That's what I heard too. He's got. That's a what I heard. Big boner. For I mean, eight. if we're gonna, I mean, if we're gonna, if we're gonna rank, let's just rank the prequels in order of not like from best to worst, right? So best would be three. Yeah. Uh, and then the middle move or, or uh, one would be the middle movie. That'd be you know not, you know not as terrible as two, which is the worst movie ever. Right. Like it's worse than any movie we've ever reviewed here ever. Ever. Wow. So, so you're saying Metropolis, in your opinion, yes. is above oh Attack of the Clones. Why yes. You, you know why? And that. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Just I, look, you got you to gotta hang with me here, Rob. Metropolis was trying to be art. It, it knew what it was. It was trying to tell a story and it was trying to reflect society at the time. As much as I hate to say it, it still stands up today. You can look back on it and you can look at society at the time and you can say, okay, cool. Yeah, it's art. Like, I don't like it. I think it's objectively terrible, but I, I don't like, those aren't the type of movies that I like. I don't like artsy movies. 
These movies, George Lucas tried to make art. And he tried to reflect some of the things that was going on in society at the time. For example, when when Anakin says, uh, "If you're not with me, then you are my enemy," that is a that is almost uh, that is a reflection of what George Bush said after 9/11. If you're not with us, then you're against us. And then Obi Wan, who is you know uh, uh, the supposed to be the protagonist of the movie, is says only Sith deals in absolutes. He's trying to make a statement, a political statement in a movie that has no business making a goddamn political statement. There was no political statements made in in the original trilogy. Well, so this he's tr- entire the entire prequel is political. It's it's all about the Senate and the breakdown of the Senate and, and the that's Republic. Fine. And I think you're and a little incorrect on on that the, the the original trilogy didn't have a political statement. George Lucas himself said that he modeled the original trilogy off the Vietnam War. I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. And I'll tell you why. Because when you take a look at, and I'm going to throw a movie in here that we haven't reviewed, Rogue One. Rogue One tells a story well, about what war soon. is. That tells you what war is. That is the real, that is, that is, Telling you how fucking real war gets. This movie, along with uh, arguably uh, uh, the, some of the in the original trilogy, don't do that. In fact, they're just throwing clone troopers right and left in this movie. In fact, in my notes, I'm like, they're just literally disposable heroes, to quote Metallica. Yeah. Like, just back to the front. And even the Jedi, who are supposed to respect and defend life, fucking Obi-Wan says they're doing their job, now you do yours. Right. They are disposable heroes. He's trying to make a fucking statement in these prequels that he wasn't trying to make in the original trilogy. And I get that these filmmakers, they make these things, they write this story, and they they think that they're uh, trying to say something in society. They're not. Fucking the original trilogy is just to turn your brain off, fucking force good versus bad, fucking awesome romp. That's all it is. It's an action adventure movie. It's not trying to say anything. And if it is trying to say something, he's doing it in such a way that is so subtle that he's not beating you over the head with it with lines like, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Only Sith deal in absolutes. I mean, that's beating you over the head with something that is politically relevant at the time. And I hate that. I don't, I don't want, look, we're inundated. Even in the early 2000s, we were being inundated daily with fucking 24-hour news cycles and fucking sound bites and fucking right versus left and the middle versus everybody and everybody can fuck off. And that's where we're at today is it's just gotten worse. I don't need that when I go to the movies. When I go to the movies, especially for something that's sci-fi, science fiction, which 112263 is absolutely not. When I go to the movies for that... I don't want to be preached at. If I want to be fucking preached at, I'll go sit in a goddamn pew or I'll turn on CNN or I'll turn on Fox News. Or I'm listen not, to this episode. Right. I, I, I won't. Right. I won't fucking go to the movies to be preached at. I fucking hate that. It, it, and when you want to, if you want to do it, do it subtle. Don't fucking beat me over the goddamn head with it. And that's what he did with these fucking three fucking prequels. Fucking put these in a goddamn incinerator and start the fuck over, Disney. So you like your allegory veiled? Is that really all I had to say? Y- yeah, yeah. You you could have. I like it my life. allegories veiled. <laughs> Perfect. Let's move on. <laughs> no, I I agree. It was a little heavy handed on on some of the themes that it it touched on. Again, in this movie, we get absolutely no fucking sense of time and distance. Uh, that's what I was wondering is how long did this take? It seemed like it was like maybe two days from start to finish. <laughs> well, if that man, she got, she, she was showing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I put it in my notes. All right. So, <laughs> so I'm pregnant. She comes up, I'm pregnant and she's not showing whatsoever. Right. Cats out of the bag a couple scenes later. And all of a sudden she's got the hugest baby bump I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. She, and yeah, then, she got like, bigger and bigger by the scene. Each scene she was in, her belly got huger. 
Yeah, but you don't, I mean, that's basic. And, and that's only if you're noticing it because some of the clothes that she wore, you really couldn't even notice if she was pregnant or no. not. And that was probably it, by design. She was probably trying to hide it as much as possible. But at a certain point, well, there's- Was a, she in the last scene, in the last, uh, when they're on Geonosis? And she comes out of the thing and she's like, you're going down a path. I can't follow it. Uh, I can't Mustafar. 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 Yeah. M- Mustafar. Mustafar. Yeah. Uh, Wait, w- did you even watch this? No. Uh, <laughs> I tried not to because it felt fucking terrible. Uh, so they're on Mustafar. She comes uh, out. She's like, bitch. Ah. She didn't look like she was fucking nine months long, did she? And she certainly didn't fucking look like she had goddamn twins. Yeah, yeah. How do you not know you have twins? Especially in a fucking galaxy far, far away where fucking right. they have spaceships. Yeah, I guess she never went and did any neonatal yeah, care never, or whatever. She, no, she no prenatal. Waited. No prenatal for fucking Padme. I didn't have my period, so that must mean I'm pregnant. <laughs> Does that mean I'm pregnant? Tee hee. Tee hee, tee hee. Fuck. <laughs> I don't remember her saying tee hee, but that was a nice touch. Thanks. Well, I, you know what? Better writing than fucking uh, the sequel, the prequels. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just frustrating throughout all three of these films that you get absolutely no fucking sense or time or distance. Everything's only like you know half an hour's trip away. Um, you you get no scale as to how far things are, how much time has passed between scenes. There's so much going on. They've got too many fucking stories going on. And they switch between them too often, and it just you totally lose any sense of of pacing. And that was one of the things that Game of Thrones suffered with in the last two fucking seasons with uh, uh, what's their faces who are no longer going to be doing a, a Star Wars trilogy. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> I think they could have probably done an, an okay job. But yeah, well, once, once they see what they were going to do. No, they were going to. So it wasn't going to be the old Republic. There's an old Republic movie in the works, but it wasn't going to be the old Republic. It was going to be literally how the Jedi started. So it was going to be even further back than the old Republic. Oh, wow. So like a thousand generations ago. Yeah. To stuff that. Okay. So famously when they had content that they could pull from, they, they did very yeah. well. The first Four, four seasons uh, of Game of Thrones. When they started to run out of content, they started to suck. They were going all the way back to shit we don't have any content for. They were just going to start making bullshit up. Like, look, I don't need Dave Filoni and his stupid fucking hat making this bullshit up. I really don't. I don't even need George Lucas making this bullshit up. Can we find somebody, a really good storyteller, to make this up and fucking fill in those gaps if that's really how far back we want to go, Disney? Well, Jesus I really Christ. wish they'd start delving into the Legends series again or the Legends, they the, won't. the extended universe. They won't. But why? The stories there were much fucking better than what they've come up with. Well, I agree. Well, oh they my could God. pick and choose at least in, in there and, and decide what could they be They did, and that's how we got fucking Kylo and fucking ray no kylo was never a thing uh, in the legends fucking right, han but, and, so they, and leia had what three kids right. jason jaina right. and, and, and one of them Anakin. and one of them went sith yeah. one of them went dark side and luke had to go fucking yeah see, that, that was, was the whole that thing was so when kylo Anakin, went though, right rogue, yeah so when Kylo went so rogue, moral of the story Luke, is don't everybody name thought, your kid Anakin. Right. <laughs> so everybody thought that the reason we didn't see Luke is because, he, and this would have been pulled right from the uh, the expanded universe, is that he was retracing Kylo's steps to see what turned him to the dark side. Now, it wasn't that. Luke turned him to the dark side because that makes much more fucking sense. What the fucking shitty story writing. Ryan Johnson, you son of a bitch. If I see you and Freddie Prince Jr. in the same spot, God, I will kick both of you in the nuts at this fucking same time. Fuck you Ooh, both. God damn it. Flying kick? Yeah, I will. I will fucking That'd be drop one of those badass, of right one of those badass things. You'll kick both feet out, land on your back, and then flip back up. And on then your kip feet. up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. dude. Didn't they do that in this Sweet. this movie? <laughs> Somebody did yeah, like a flying fucking kick. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was two. That was two. That was no, no, uh, no. That was Obi-Wan. this one when they were fighting no, on Mustafar. No, Obi did the flying kick. No, Obi Wan did a flying kick on uh, Django in Episode Two. Well, Anakin did a or he did the sequel. One of them did a flying kick on the other on Mustafar too, and they landed they on that of, fucking pla- uh, landed on that table in the control yeah. room. 
They did a lot of things. Oh, my God. Yeah, then when they fight. both did use the force to try to force push the other one. Right, and then they ended up. Oh, my God. They just each other both apart. looked like they were trying to shit their pants at the same time. <laughs> well, I shit mine first. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Stupid. I, I, you know, and, uh, with that fight, I, I like how Anakin jumps onto a, a like a robot that's in the in the lava and that robot just happens to go up next to obi-wan like oh okay i know they're, they're just like riding shit in the lava yeah. flow like they're on skateboards or something right like it's their own <laughs> fucking personal boat in the amazon yeah, yeah. and if fuck? i was a robot i'm gonna be like fuck you get off do a barrel roll do a barrel roll thanks box don't do it anakin i've got the goddamn high ground just like fucking darth maul did on me but didn't fucking matter you're not me what so stupid fuck the stupid movies just objectively terrible objectively there's nothing i can think of i can't say that there are some redeeming things about this movie there are some redeeming things about this movie uh ian mcdermott as fucking palpatine slash darth sidious holy shit I, that guy, like I was, ta- I was talking to the wife uh, about him because he was the one who did it in the in the original trilogy, right? And so he comes back twenty years later to do uh, Darth Sidious in these three movies, and holy shit, like he just nails it. Like there was no, like I'm guessing, like Lucas is like, no, no, you don't understand. We want to do this, this, this fucking uh, stupid acting style from the twenties, and he's like. No. <laughs> well, not only that, but I mean, he's basically playing two different characters. He's playing Senator Palpatine and he's playing Darth Sidious. Yep. And it's, it's fun job. to watch the transition between yes. Palpatine and Sidious because he's all nice and genial as Palpatine. And then his voice gets a little bit darker and his his uh, his like uh, lips turn down a little bit. And then he's Palpatine. And it's just, oh it's God. wicked to watch. It is. Oh my God. He does such a fantastic job with it. Just absolutely. I got, I got the chills watching him in that scene. So after all of the dumb Jedi die and it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, what, the, what the fuck was the point Dude. of those guys? Uh, what did they, just to show really that don't. Palpatine can kill three in like two seconds. <laughs> right. Two Jedi <laughs> master. The, and he didn't even fucking Jedi do anything. They just stood there while he they just cut there. them down. No, it was no, like, yeah, okay. So <laughs> they already had their, their sabers drawn. They already had them turned on and Palpatine comes doing some, what the aerial barrel roll. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> I'm channeling it's Star Fox dead. like crazy, right? I mean, he just... Well, no, that would have been more like a, a Street Fighter move, right? Um, would do the corpse. Oh, yeah, M. M Bison's coming in, Bison. but he wasn't yeah, quite yeah. that that horizontal. But, yeah, I see <laughs> yeah, where you're going but, with that. But so he, he goes into that that stupid thing, and then he just kind of like poke. He pokes the Jedi. Right, yeah. He kills pokes them. The Jedi. He pokes yeah. them. One, poke two, poke three. <laughs> it was yeah, kind of goes, like maybe a halfway slash on the third one. But yeah, in less than two seconds, all three of them were fucking dispatched down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Windu's standing behind there just waiting for them all to die. Well, they were just yeah. getting in his way. Well, I mean, nobody stealing, could like do a force push while he's cutting one down or no, anything. They were stealing no. his scene. That's why I say like, they weren't really Jedi. <laughs> they were just dudes that came in with fucking Home Depot. <laughs> with window, Windu. Yeah, that window, window is that, that, window that's just a Freudian slip. Yep. Mace window. Uh, yeah, no. So, but that whole scene minus the three dumbest Jedi on the fucking in the galaxy is fantastic with Ian McDermott. Like the whole, are you that me Master Jedi? Like fucking shit, man. Fucking A. Like I want a Darth Sidious movie. That's all I want. I just want a goddamn Palpatine movie where he's fucking getting trained by Darth Plagueis. That's it. That's all I want. That'd be kind of cool. It would be. The dude is fucking a fantastic actor from every, like from one all the way to, to, to six. He's probably a little nine. too old at this point all to play to a nine. young himself. Maybe, but you know what? They did that bullshit with Tarkin and, and uh, Leia in Rogue One. So let's just whatever. Yeah, but those didn't look all that great. I mean, they looked uh, okay hey, look, for the short snippets. CGI they has made quite, leaps and bounds. Yeah, that. they've done a couple movies. Well, they have that Gemini Man uh, or Will Smith. Yeah, Will Smith a looks fucking. One. Yeah. It looks Although pretty you believable. You can't really see it the way the, act, the, the director wants you to because the theaters don't have the technology yet. In a few years, it'll look fantastic in the theater. Whatever. It wasn't the fucking CGI that made that goddamn movie crash. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, but no, Ian McDermott, like he is, uh, and I still think Obi-Wan, I don't like the way he was per, like, like the way he was written in the prequels. I hate it. In fact, it's one of the things that I hate the most about the fucking prequels is how he was written. Just the first movie gave him so much potential and you know, he's supposed to be this badass. And then every time you see him, he's not a badass until the last time you see him when he cuts down who is arguably the fucking strongest Jedi that has ever lived, Anakin. And then all of a sudden, he has got his badassness down. And the only way they could make it work, George Lucas is like, he has the high ground. Yeah, but George, uh, fucking Maul had the high ground in one. Yeah, it doesn't fucking matter. He's got the high ground. Yeah, but George, that's not. I'm George motherfucking Lucas, and I can do whatever the fuck I want. Oh, okay. Terrible story writing. Uh, but but the way he was uh, portrayed, the actor, uh, Ewan McGregor, Ewan McGregor, fantastic. I, I'm very much looking forward uh, to the Obi-Wan uh, series on, on Disney+. Plus. And Obi, uh, yeah. Pa- yeah, uh, Padme, I'm not, eh. I think she was a weak character. She was I think. good in the, she was strong in the second one. and No, she wasn't. She, okay, look, what? there was 15 minutes of, of footage that was usable out of the second one, and she wasn't in any of it. And what she was in of it was terrible. Yeah, yeah. Well, she was stronger in the second one than this no. one. Look, no. one, I know a doorknob when I see it, okay? <laughs> well, <laughs> takes one to know one. I so I did not like her character in this movie. The only reason she was around in this movie was to wring her hands and give a worried expression over Anakin. That's no, the, no. That's the was entire also, extent was, of her fucking character in this movie. No, 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 no. She was only there because she had to give birth to. Yeah, that's well, yeah, she did that at the end, it. but she did that yeah, while wringing her hands and worrying about Anakin. Uh, they only showed those so that you wouldn't forget about her. <laughs> and the importance that she plays in this saga. Yeah, that's fair. That that that's fair. Uh, Windu, I think, did a good job. Yoda, uh, like again, the fight scene between him and Palpatine. I I was I was so like I want everybody wanted to see that right. How does Yoda lose? And he loses in the most. I, I can't even. I can't say it in today's politically correct climate. I can't say the things that I want to say about Yoda, but it's objectively, it is bad. Well, he just, he, he is the epitome of Jedi training. You get your ass handed to you, you fall off a platform, you lose your lightsaber. That's how Jedi fight. It happens every fucking battle in this, this prequel <laughs> trilogy. Well, every a- fucking Jedi battle ends up with a Jedi getting his ass handed to him, losing his fucking lightsaber and falling off a fucking platform. That's because that is the only way Lucas knows how to end a battle. I know. That's that's the only way, yeah. I think the only Jedi that didn't suffer from Jedi training is probably Qui-Gon. I mean, even fucking Mace Windu lost his fucking lightsaber, had his ass handed to him, and fell off a fucking platform, although he was thrown out of a platform, but still. Well, yeah, but he was thrown out of a platform. Look, I mean, he didn't think, and again, this goes to the Jedi being just inept uh, or or portrayed as being inept. Uh, He's fucking taken aback by Anakin's sudden move to the dark side because it's not like fucking Master Yoda has been fucking... Talking about this since, you know, the second goddamn movie. Much anger in you, you do have. Oh, right. No, teenage angst. It's fine. It's fine. He'll get right. over it. puberty. Like, come on, guys. It's just terrible writing. And here's another reason why I hate the prequels. Because it it ruins some shit from the original trilogy. Like, who trained Obi-Wan? Was it Yoda? Yeah. Or was it Qui-Gon? Yeah, that, that's kind of an inconsistency that I'm not sure how they thought they, they would ride around. I'm not quite sure. Maybe they're it's referring like Lucas to didn't even watch his movies. Yeah. Maybe they're referring to Yoda training Obi-Wan in how to commune with Qui-Gon. Maybe that's what they were trying to retcon from the prequels or from yes, the original. Then he doesn't remember having a fucking droid. He doesn't look at R2 and yeah. oh, shit. I hey, remember hey, you. Hey, hey, we're going to talk yeah. about that next episode. Yeah. I'm just saying You're jumping ahead. The prequels. I'm just saying the prequels are objectively bad, and this is just another layer of why they are terrible. They didn't tie it into a nice bow for you, did they? It's not that they didn't tie it into a nice bow, Rob. It's that they didn't even try to tie a fucking bow. 
It's like they gave a shoe to a two-year-old and said, tie it. And then the two-year-old ran around and ruined every, ruined the shoe. The shoe being the original trilogies. Like, just shit on everything. That's, that's what they did. Terrible. So, before we get into awards, I want to talk about that final fight scene that went all over that stupid complex that did nothing except to exist on a really hot fucking planet. Why... Why would you need to mine <laughs> lava? I'm not well, sure. They weren't mining lava. They were just scooping it. Yeah, they were scooping like lava mine for whatever. Some effort. What do you, why, why would you scoop lava? I guess so you can make rocks. Lava rocks. Pumice. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's uh, a lava wait, plant. Maybe, that's a lava soap plant. Maybe, yeah. maybe they were trying, I was thinking maybe lava lamps. Well, that doesn't even make sense. That's not what lava lamps are made of, Rob. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Galaxy far, far away, Crowley. You don't know. <laughs> okay, Christ. fair enough. Fair enough, I guess. Fuck me. What do I know? So I think they I think they went overboard on that fight scene. They, it was so, so badly choreographed. They, yeah, they I fought. couldn't understand why he was, like, that thing that fell off. I don't even, like, the giant antenna on... In the lava flow, I guess. Well, it fell why? off because they had they had fought in but the why control write that room. In there? Yeah, but why 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 write that in there? I, so they could show them it fighting was, on a giant antenna flowing or okay, but going then down a Obi-Wan river of lava. Jumps off right, and then it takes another I don't know fucking minute and a half for Anakin to jump off. It was like an inordinate amount of time between. Obi being like noping the fuck out of that antenna that's about to fall over the la- lava waterfall, the lava fall, lava lava fall, lava flow fall, whatever. Uh, and then uh, uh, and then Anakin to be like, oh, I need to nope the fuck out of here too, or I'm gonna die. Like it was it, it was well, a lo- the- it was long enough for me to go, what the fuck is this all about? And not only that, but the stupid Errol Flynn. Uh- you know, swinging from the fucking cables and lightsaber fighting oh was dumb God. as shit too. Yeah, I looked at my wife uh, and I said, why are they swinging at each other while they Tarzan around a fucking lava flow? Oh, speaking of get- Tarzan, did you hear the yeah. fucking Tarzan yells on Kashyyyk? <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. Yeah. Execute oh. Order 66. Yeah, why were the Jedi taken so by surprise okay. by that? I mean, so holy fuck. I looked fuck. into that. I looked into that. What? Which one? Order like sixty six. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Order sixty six. So I looked into that. the The prevailing theory is uh, the Jedi couldn't sense it because there technically wasn't any ill will towards them. So their the their feelings never changed when they got that order. They were just following orders because it was programmed into them that Order sixty six. Kill the Jedi because they are rebels. They are traitors. Okay. Boom. Following orders, just like they were doing all the time. Following orders. But when, like, so here's the thing. For most of these, these little vignettes that we got of of the stormtroopers carrying through Order 66, what we saw was they were side by side with the Jedi, and then they would fall back from the Jedi and the Jedi would not notice that no longer were they surrounded on the sides by clone troopers. And then they would get shot in the back. For the most right. part, that's what we yeah. saw. Right. However, the one Jedi who had both of them at their back the entire time turned around and killed them both before before he, uh, he could be killed because he was the only Jedi who saw it. Of course, I'm speaking of Master Yoda. Right. So he was well, the only one that I sensed think, it, and the rest of them didn't. I call bullshit. It's such well, a. Well, I think I think ugh. Yoda sensed. One of his big things was the fact that he could sense thoughts and feelings. You know. Well, he'd been doing so a shitty job people. the entire time before now. Well, it's because the dark side clouds everything. Oh, so the dark side just suddenly lifted. We got a ray of light between the, the clouds. Dark side- Squid ink? I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. No, and he felt it, something was slightly off. If that theory is correct, well, then you just stripped agency of all the fucking clone troopers, and so we shouldn't feel bad that they were using them as expendable forces because that's all they were. 
that's the, they were they were programmed to follow the uh, at the time the republic the orders of the uh, republic. You will which, do what I say when I say back yes. to the front. You will die when I say you will die back to the front. You coward, you servant, you blind man, back to the front. Thanks, James Hetfield. <laughs> I was going to start calling you commissar, but. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, no, if, if they're not feeling anything towards the Jedi that they've been fighting next to this entire time, then they're nothing more than automatons and just a biological well, uh, and the cartoon Clone Wars make make it very clear that that is not the case. I think they, I think they, they make feel, deep, long lasting friendships with these guys over the course of the Clone Wars. Right, but I but I think I think it's for for some of those it's you know they are following order. They're given an order, so they say, "Okay, I have to do what I have to do." No, you know, but, but it wasn't but like, if, oh, you're a traitor, that's kill the case, you, then I there hate was your no guts reason all of a sudden. Impl- if that's the case, that these guys will just follow orders blindly, then there was no reason to implant it subliminally and program them well, to do it because they would the just say Wars execute order 66 and then they would right. do it. Okay, again, well, if I have to watch ancillary ma- or read ancillary material in order to understand what happens in a movie, it's a I shit agree. fucking movie. I agree. I, I, these are where, shit fucking movies. I want to have you been this you. entire episode that you just now <laughs> figured not, out it was a shit episode. I know, uh, but I mean, you guys are, you guys are, are going back to the Clone Wars, which I haven't seen to, to answer well, questions I was just that commenting, I'm, I'm making. I was just commenting on Rob's thing that, that they're just uh, automatons saying, because there's no I'm feeling behind a, it. There's a, that's the prevailing theory. But that's, but saying. that theory, but that's can't be a prevailing theory because they have fucking retconned the shit out of it. And that's not the case. These guys are friends. Like that's the whole thing is that Anakin and Obi-Wan are such good friends with these guys as are uh, the rest of the Jedi who go through and, and go on these missions over the course of years between episode two and episode three. So they know each other. I mean, he's calling, like, the way, fucking, even in this movie, Obi-Wan is fucking clowning around with Commander Cody. No. Absolutely not. That's not, that, that can't, it, you know who came up with this fucking theory? Freddie Prince Jr. and the assholes of his ilk who came up with this fucking theory. Just trying to fucking defend shitty story writing. That fucking, oh, the Jedi all of a sudden can't feel it because of this. Oh, but you know what? Don't worry about the fucking bullshit that I'm in with all these fucking cartoons that totally lay waste that theory. Don't worry about that because you know what? Your opinion's just wrong. Go fuck yourself, Freddie Prince Jr. How does it always <laughs> go back to Freddie Prince Jr.? Because he's an asshole. And he, <laughs> he knows a guy, he knows a guy that knows George Lucas. Get the fuck out of here. So Freddie Prince Jr. isn't on your Christmas list, is he? Fuck. I'd rather you know what? I wouldn't piss on him if he were on fire. All right, Crowley. Yes, sir. Is this more sci-fi than 112263? So in 112263, there was not science or, well, there was fiction, but there wasn't any science. There was just a closet. In this movie, there were laser swords, lasers, fucking clones, uh, a chick who gave birth to twins when she looked like she just had a big burrito for lunch, <laughs> uh, spaceships, lots of spaceships. I'm a little bloated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I would say uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith, more sci-fi than eleven twenty-two sixty-three. All right. Any final thoughts before we get to awards? Fuck Freddie Prince Jr. Of course. All right, Rob. Who's got your uh, Black Lung Award? Um, uh, I am going to give the Black Lung Award to General Grievous um, <laughs> because one, he sounded like he was a smoker. But that's not the the only reason. It's because he got shot to the heart, and he gives love a bad name. He is to blame. <laughs> Bon Jovi, <laughs> such a douche. Crowley. Uh, yeah, uh, my black lung goes to Grievous because he sounded like Marge Shot. In fact, I'm fairly confident Marge Shot came back from the grave to play Grievous. Okay, so mine is gonna go to Anakin. Because after getting lit on fire on Mustafar and saved by the Emperor, uh, he gets put into a new body. And and that new body also includes a rebreather for his blackened, literally blackened lungs. 
Uh, so he gets my Black Lung Award. Uh, way to go literal on that. Jeez. Right. Damn. A Man. little on the nose there, Jason. Yes. Yeah. Seriously. I mean, what am I going to change it for a new hope? Because that's who was getting it for me. <laughs> right. Oh, God, I totally fucking ruined something the, else. God damn it. Shit. I mean, geez. Crowley, who's got your head lush? Uh, my head, my head lush goes to uh, George Lucas, who was obviously drunk when he wrote this. <laughs> it would have been better. There would have been more laser swords. <laughs> yeah, probably. Rob? Mine is going to go to Sidious um, for getting the electric massage and drinking his own Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, because he kind of, his whole face just changed. So he got himself a little head massage and went to town. Yeah, why do you I think that is? Power. Is it just a f- like dark side force feedback? It was. It was. Yeah, it was the <laughs> feedback hitting him in the face. So, uh, not to pull lore from uh, other things from ancillary material, but uh, the closer you become to the dark side, the more disfigured mm-hmm. you become, and it takes an, a will of of force uh, to uh, hide that from everyone else. Oh, so what you're saying is he would already been looking like that he was just hiding it from everybody correct and then whenever he had to lose concentration to defend himself from the force lightning feedback it knocked off that facade and he just decided to run with it correct and it also worked in his favor as he could say that the jedi disfigured me that's true okay i can see that so my uh head lush award is going to go to honorary richard dawson because eh. I didn't see any drinking, and I wasn't gonna try it. Can we can we change the honorary head lush to George Lucas because he was obviously fucking drunk all the goddamn time? No, damn it. <laughs> nice try, Rob. Who's got your player? Uh, mine is gonna go to Sidious for playing Anakin like a fiddle, uh, finding his weak point and ex- and exploiting that. Okay, Crowley. Uh, mine goes to Yoda because he played everybody. He knew that the fucking prophecy was going to do this. He knew that Palpatine was uh, uh, fucking Darth Sidious. He knew that the Jedi Order was going to be killed. He knew Anakin was going to kill younglings. He knew that everyone would have to go into exile in order to someday defeat the Emperor. Yes, Yoda knew. Yoda played fucking everybody. Did you watch the same movie I did? Yeah, I did. This has always been my theory that Yoda knew. Really? Yep. The way he looked at Palpatine, every time Palpatine was on the screen, it was always this side eye, like, I know what the fuck's up and I just can't say shit. I'm telling you, my personal head canon is Yoda knew. Uh, otherwise, if Yoda doesn't know, then the Jedi are the dumbest fuck, fucking bunch of fucks that have ever fucking fucked in the entire fucking universe. Like, that's literally the only way that the Jedis ever could, like, see, that's my prevailing theory. If that's the case, then how dumb were the Sith that came before? Uh, Well, I mean, that's assuming that the Jedi had always been that dumb. I think it's just the current Jedi Council that's, that's dumber than a box of rocks. So if that's the case, then that's even that's even shittier story writing. Right. Like I'm trying I'm trying to save this a little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to save it because otherwise, like you come in like, and we're going to talk about this in the next couple of hours as we fucking continue this podcasting marathon. Uh, but we're going to talk about how Yoda is this wise sage in in episode five, right? And he's supposed to be like this holder of all knowledge. If he doesn't know then he's not the holder of all knowledge. He's just the guy who fucking was lucky enough to get the fuck away. Well, his name is Yoda, not Wikipedia. So holder of all knowledge. I can't. I don't. Yeah, I got to go. So who's your player, <laughs> Jason? So my player is going to go to Anakin because uh, he basically played Ad, uh, Padme into death. He, he had her wrapped so far around his finger that he went to the dark side. She's still chased after him and had him uh, had her played so much that she died from a broken heart after he uh i guess got charbroiled and so rebuilt do you think and i just i just thought of this do you think that he was influencing her like obi-wan influences the weak-minded 
Um, I don't know. You know not not Maybe. not control. Not not entirely. You know where Obi Wan's like. Uh, you know these are not the droids you're looking for. But I, I, I'm thinking in terms of her guard was down slightly and he wanted it so bad because you know it basically went hey i'm i'm a creep and i'm going to keep asking you and then she all of a sudden flipped her script and said yes do you think it's you, you know, know what that i that's yeah, of, that i i like it i like yeah, where your head's at i could see you that know, kind of for not forced his will but but it it uh, it was out there, and you know, you say it so many times out in the universe, it'll become true. So the force you know, kind of type deal. enhanced his or or amplified right. so his his desire, desire right? Yeah. And, and and it affected and it caught her, her. Yeah, it yeah, affected caught her, her decision making. Right, hmm. caught her in a moment of weakness hmm. a little while back, and then it's like I don't want to say it's a drug, but at that point in time, you know, it, it's like oh, this Are you feels saying right. That Anakin date raped Padme for how many years? No, that's not that's, what we're fucking saying. If, if that's what you want to say, Crowley, that's fine. Because you know what? I'm actually okay with this, and I'll tell you why. Because like, if we're going to go through all of the characters in 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 the, in the prequels, and we're going to go from Jar Jar to whoever, Anakin is literally my least favorite fucking character. Uh, they made Darth Vader to be something a that whiny they bitch. never... Sh- yeah. They should have never done. He is a whiny bitch it through should, the entire fucking yeah. Prequels. And I think I think it should have been more decisive as far as him turning evil, not this. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. And oh, I mean, you talk about hand wringing. That yeah. what, what have I done? What have I done? And then all of a sudden, he's like, he goes from what am I done to yes, my master. What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here with the shitty storytelling. Anakin should have been the Jedi, like the motherfucking Jedi. Get the fuck out of here with the prophecy. Get the fuck out of here with all this other bullshit. Yeah, that prophecy. And it should have been, and it should have been a fucking, just a, this, this slow turn from the motherfucking Jedi to goddamn Darth Vader. And it should have been deliberate and it should have been slow and it shouldn't have had any of this emo fucking bullshit. But, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm, but I'm, that's what we got. I'm fine. I'm fine with... I wouldn't say the reasons why he turned, but I'm fine with how it, you know, it was, it was little Sidious was doing little bits of things to wear him down. I think he was only doing little bits of things in episode three. Right. He was not, if they would have done that the entire time, I think it would have, it would have been, well, not maybe not in episode one, but you know, when he starts being a Jedi, if they would have shown that kind of stuff, I but that's what I'm saying. You, well, start. you don't sense. start with Anakin being a fucking virgin to the force and fucking being on this little backwater we, nowhere planet. Yeah. You, what you start with is you start with fucking Padawan Anakin. That's yeah. where you start. And that's yeah. where the story takes place because that's when Palpatine, like you can, ha- I like the rise of power that Palpatine gets. I like yeah. that story arc. I like how that plays out. And as he's doing that, the closer he gets to the Jedi, through these circumstances that the force pushes them together, right? Because through his own ambitions, he sees that Anakin is the apprentice that he needs. He's the apprentice that he wants. Well, not only that, but I hate this fucking chosen one bullshit. And I I absolutely fucking reject the the entire prophecy and and the chosen one timeline. I can't stand it. It would have been better if they, like you had said, gone with Padawan Anakin, showed him through his training. In the second movie, he is a Jedi Knight, and then it starts to show the the rise of power in Palpatine with fighting these Separatists. And you could even pull Palpatine back from having, you know, the Separatist or having started the, the war on both sides, and he's trying to you know, grab power in this opportunity that has been created by the civil war in the galaxy. And he's starting to recruit Anakin to his uh, philosophy, his, his dark side philosophy by showing the weakness in the Jedi council and showing the hypocrisy that the Jedi council is showing uh, towards the separatists and then starts molding Anakin in a slow burn towards the dark side of the force. It's, it's almost like Anakin is, fighting back he he's he's doing what he thinks is right but for the wrong reasons because he's he's blinded by uh the injustice that he sees because how much more weight would it have been for master skywalker 
to destroy the Jedi from the inside. Yes. Instead of the Jedi being so goddamn Stupid. inept. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's just, again, it's shitty storytelling. Like, objectively shitty storytelling. It's my opinion that it's shitty storytelling. And my opinion is just as valid as Freddie Prince Jr.'s fucking <laughs> oh, opinion. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> uh, Crowley, who's got your player? Ah, uh, fuck. You know what? It doesn't matter at this point. I'm my sorry. I'm sorry. Goes, not player. Purple Hippo. Oh, uh, yeah. Purple Hippo. Uh, you know what? Uh, it goes to Anakin because, you know, only under fucking certain circumstances that I can't possibly fathom would you come off a platform and scream for five minutes. All right, Rob. Huh. Purple Hippo. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, River Tam. <laughs> <laughs> honorary, honorary Purple Hippo. Okay. Uh, uh, my purple hippo is going to go to Padme. Um, she drank the Kool-Aid so much that she died of a broken heart. So uh, she was obviously out of her fucking skull. Boo-hoo. Not tee-hee. Boo-hoo. <laughs> I have to die now. I'm so sad. Oh, my God. That is a spot-on impression. I'm surprised the they queen. didn't do have you as like a, a voiceover in some of the cartoons. <laughs> I was the queen. I don't take shit from anybody, but I love Anakin. You two are dorks. Oh my god! All right, so next week we are going to do a new hope. We're going to start no, with the original trilogy. That's like in Thirty minutes. Shut dude. the fuck up. <laughs> I hate you, Rob. Time travel. Uh, our intro and outro music is Welcome Home by Cambo. Podcrawl music is Snack Mix My Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at eargluemedia.com forward slash Discord, on Twitter at status underscore podcast, or you can email us at smokinganddrinkinginspace at outlook.com. If you'd like to throw a few nickels our way, you can become a Patreon supporter by going to eargluemedia.com forward slash status Patreon. And be sure to check out all of the other excellent podcasts at eargluemedia.com. This goes without saying, but the poorly thought out and sometimes questionable opinions expressed on this show are ours and might not be shared by Earglue Media or anyone else for that matter. Like Freddie Prince Jr. probably doesn't think he himself is an asshole as, as Crowley is described. I'm, so You're probably wrong. <laughs> for this week, I am Jason. Why the fuck would you hide a kid with family members? Literally, I'm gonna go die. I'm so fucking sad. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>